What up, guys? Brain Stroll, episode 10. Welcome back. I'm your host, Alfonso Ochoa. And, uh, yeah, 10 episodes, man. Give it up for me. Um, I'm starting to have, like, a little bit of fun doing these. You know, I'm still learning about podcasting, but uh, it's going it's going well, man, as far as, like, um, doing this, and then I got my other one where I'm, just, I'm talking to my cousin, and uh, that one's fun, too, so, like, I'm getting both formats, and I'm learning how to do both, and this is going great. Uh, I like it, man. I look forward to these. Uh, no booze this week, no wine. Not winding it up, because... Uh, I'm getting back into bench pressing. My buddy, man, shout out to Quindale. He's got me on this program where um, he swears he can get my bench press easily up to 315 pounds. I've never been able to do that. And uh, uh, I worked out, you know, I was going to say hard. Like, I, now I worked out pretty good my whole life, but I've always sabotaged it with, like, booze and doing stupid shit and like eating whatever man eating junk or not eating at all like trying to cut weight while lifting um yeah because i wrestled so when you're wrestling you you can't you can't grow man you're, you're trying to shrink every every practice like you're trying to get all the fat off you um that's during the season and then even on the, in the off season it's just like you're just happy that you can you can do stuff so yeah it's time to party and like hang out and uh <laughs> That's why I was never like that great at wrestling. I was okay. I was okay. I had I had one badass tournament, one really badass tournament, where uh, I teched um, two Marines from Camp Pendleton, and it, I was nineteen, and it was a freestyle tournament, and I hit a guy with a knee pick so hard and fast, like the crowd went oh. All at the same time, and that shit felt great, man. Like they they feared for that other man's safety because uh, of me, and I did that in front of a crowd, and that was that was that was a good feeling. And then like right after that move, and I slammed that guy to the ground. Uh, I had like all like the high school kids were like just surrounding the mat, uh, watching us wrestle, and watching me just obliterate this fool. So that is a memory that uh, <laughs> that's like my my best match ever. Everything else has been like, I don't know, it's all right. Um, Jiu-jitsu, I only competed once at the Worlds in like 2018 as a white belt. Um, I got a joke about that, actually. Because uh, it it was like, I took this thing so seriously, right? It, it was the, the Worlds Tournament, and... Um, I was 38, man. So here's a, here's how they do it in jujitsu. Like they divide it up in like not just like weight classes, but also belts. So it's belts, belt division, weight classes, and then subdivided again by age. Do you know how many like 38, 39, 40 year old white belts came out to compete at the world's tournament? Take a guess. Pick a number. Pick a number. Like out of the whole world. 39-year-old white belts. How many came out to, to see who, who's the best in the world? Ready? Five. There was five of us divorced dudes that were, you know, trying to figure out who's the best out of us. It was, it was so pathetic, man. It was so pathetic. 
Uh, and uh, out of the pathetic 38-year-olds, I took third. So, I don't know. It's kind of cool. Uh, the first guy, here's how that tournament went, man. It was only, I only had to go like one and two. Oh no, one and one to take third, to take a, to take a medal. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll take it. Um, here's how the matches went too. They were terrible. Uh, <laughs> so the first dude that I'm fighting is this guy, uh, I follow him on Instagram. I, I don't remember his name right now off the top of my head, but just the sickest grips I've ever felt. So when he'd grab you, you I could not break his grip. That was so embarrassing, man, that I couldn't even break his grips off my gi. And because <laughs> he, here's what he does, man. He's like, he's a white belt, or he was at the time, uh, as was I, white belt in jujitsu, but he is ranked like number two in the nation in sumo for his weight, or not, not even for his weight class. Uh, I don't know how what the weight classes are in sumo. I always see like big guys and small guys, so I don't even know if there is it. I think you just try to get as fast as you can, and then so you can win. But um, so he's ranked like number two in the nation in sumo, and just this buff black guy that's able to pick up like fat people, right? And his grip felt like that, and his legs were just so strong, man, from like just lifting. And so his leg, it was a fucking nightmare of a match. So he grabbed my gi like this, you know, he, he punched his grip in and I'm like, all right, cool. And so I'm like trying to just, I'm like, I'm trying to pull it off. Like to the point where like, it just felt like he was bullying me. Like just like to give him, give me some money, you know, like to, for me to give him some money. Like it was felt like a robbery, uh, you know, in eighth grade, just like a bully ass kid. The most embarrassing part about it, dude, is the referee was a hot Brazilian chick. That felt bad, okay? Because here's what she was doing. She was, she was, she was frustrated with me. She was like, she, she, she was like, um, let me describe this girl. This girl is fucking beautiful. Um, long brown hair, like caramel skin, pretty much typical Brazilian hot chick, right? She's wearing a jacket with like a bow tie, like she's a ref, right? That's her top. And then like these legging pants were like just the most perfect, round, beautiful Brazilian ass, right? And I'm like, dude, this, this chick is like, this chick's banging, right? This is our ref. And she was just, she yelled at me, you know, because I, I kept... I was like, I kept trying to pull the guy's grip off and I kept backing out of the ring and she yelled at me. She's like, circle. And I was like, fuck, man. I just felt like really stupid. Like not, not good. So I end up like not tying up with him next time because he's just going to break, he's just going to grip onto me. So I end up just shooting in from like way too far outside because I got my wrestling background, right? Typically, I can out-wrestle a white belt. It's not, it's not that hard for the most part. So I shoot in on this guy and then like he catches me with a choke and I almost pass out and then I lose. So there's match one. The second match, the match that I won, I won it in like 12 seconds. It was, this guy was, <laughs> this guy was, not good. 
It was the most like forty year old match you'll you you could have ever saw. Here's what happened. Okay, so like we're warming up. He he looks like nervous, and I'm like, all right, cool. Maybe I can beat this guy. You know, he's not some buff black guy. He's some like scared white guy. So I'm like, great. This is exactly who I would have picked um, to fight. So we get in the ring, right? And uh, we're on the mat. There's no ropes or anything. And uh, I shoot in and because he's like almost standing straight up like an idiot. Like you don't do that. You don't stand like with just all this shit exposed and like your legs exposed. Like if you, that's so easy to take down. Like a good wrestling stance is like, it's like, it's like this, you know, You, you got, you got your hands right here for like defense. You're using your head for defense too, you know, and like so, and you're like low, like this guy was like like that, like just standing way straight up, and um, so I shot in. My favorite shot is because I got some power in my legs, so I shot in head in the middle double, right? So I hit him like right here, and I boom, you know, I'm pretty good with that. So I hit him with a head in the middle double, and instead of like kind of like tucking you know he he falls back on the mat with his arms like like this and his head turned to the side like a baby that needs to be changed same position i'm like and like he just went kind of limp i'm like and i just instead of you know trying to kick the guy's ass some more um I just stopped. I'm like, hey, hey, man, are you all right? He's like, oh, no, man. I'm like, yeah, you're good. You win. And um, that was it. So I that's 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 the whole tournament. That was the whole tournament. It was it's kind of lame, but I'm I'm happy that I had the commitment to do it. Like I, I put in a lot of effort to train hard, a bit anticlimactic, um, but it was cool. It was cool to feel like somebody like that. Not that guy, but the the first guy. The, he actually ended up winning double gold. He won gi, gold for uh, gi and, and no gi. So he was tough, man. He's a tough guy. Um, it, it was cool to go out there and compete and just put your balls out there and not knowing what I was gonna get at at uh, thirty nine. I was thir- no or thirty eight. No thirty nine. Two thousand eighteen. I was thirty nine. So yeah. So that was that. Um, but yeah, I got off on that little tangent right there. So right now, I'm not doing jujitsu because of COVID. Uh, but I am getting back into bench pressing, and I just want to get get strong. So the strongest I was ever ever able to get was probably I did like a set, three sets of eight of like two twenty five, which for me, you know, weighing about like no, actually, I was gonna say about two hundred, but that's not true. I was a fat ass back then. I was weighing probably about, that's when I was coming down from, like, look up an old stand-up clip about um, fat clothes, me wearing fat clothes, and then you'll see, like, how how fat I got, man. It was ridiculous. But, um, so I was coming down from that. I was, like, 260. I probably lost, like, 25, 30 pounds and, like, put on a lot of muscle, right? So I was, like, about 230 bench pressing 225 like eight times for like three sets um that was good that was that was that felt great that was the strongest I ever got I think like being able to do that I'd probably be able to do like 
I don't know, 265, 275. I don't know. I didn't. I never tried maxing out uh, when I was that strong. So my buddy Quinn, shout out to Quinn Dale, hilarious comic. Look him up. Uh, follow him. He's blowing up on uh, TikTok. So give him a follow. He's got like half a million or more followers now. Uh, you'll like his stuff. I usually open for him. Good buddy of mine. So anyway, he gave me this program. Weird as shit. I can't. I can't even tell you what it is. I kind of talked about it a little bit in my other podcast, um, but I got it wrong, you know. And like he's like, no, 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 They're like don't do that. So he switched up a lot of stuff. But he, uh, the reason I can't talk about it like exactly is because um, he wants to. He wants to write a book about it. And I told him, I'm like, dude, you have to, man, because in like in like two, like two, uh, three weeks. Fuck, I did it again. Um, no, two weeks. Two weeks, I've already noticed substantial gains. It's weird. It's it's weird. Like I'm doing I'm doing a four day four day cycle. So I'm doing because I'm fresh. You know, I haven't been lifting for a while. So I'm doing like uh one of uh, like chest and back, legs, and then uh, arms and shoulders, right? And then one day to rest. And then start it all over again. So I'm doing that. And the trick is, here's one trick. One part I'm going to tell you. This is one part. Don't go to failure. Like stay way away from failure. Think about how much you, and then don't, don't use heavy weight. So don't use heavy weight. Don't go to failure. And then play around with whatever um, reps and sets you want to do with that. So you don't need to get sore. You don't need to get sore. You don't need to eat like a shitload of protein. Just get get protein, get enough calories and get rest and then do those things. I promise you, man. Even with just that, you will grow. You'll get stronger. So I've already put on substantial strength. Um and I know a lot of it is like just me gaining it back, but I'm gaining it back faster than I normally would on this bizarro workout. It's just, it's weird. It's like nothing I've ever done before. Nothing I would have ever even tried if my buddy didn't swear by it. So, yeah, I'm getting back into bench press. I'll let you guys know how that goes. Um, COVID, shit. Uh, yeah, last week I was talking about like how I really want to get back out there, right? And uh, I just want to get back out like doing comedy. And I do, I really do. But right after I said that, the day after I said that, uh, I'm going to my cousin's house to do the podcast with him, right? And we we take turns paying for food. So it was my turn. So I made my delicious fiery lasagna. I put 10 habaneros on the meat side, which sounds excessive, but they were shit State of Brothers habaneros. They didn't, they didn't even do anything. Um, so if you use good habaneros, like uh, seven's good if you, if you got good ones. Like seven's good on the meat side, um, but these were all like pale and like like wrinkled. They weren't good, so I put ten, thinking that that would be cool. Cool, um, and I knew they were weak, but I couldn't taste them. And I was like, "Oh shit, man!" You know, I, that's exact. And this is exactly how I started last time too. This is exactly how I found it. I couldn't taste my lasagna. And typically, my lasagna has like, on the meat side, it has, you know, you put 
sugar, salt, pepper, uh, fennel, Italian seasoning, and uh, basil leaves, dried dried basil leaves. So all those seasonings, man, plus um, parsley, plus the garlic and onion, you know, that you're, you know, you got to, what do you call it? Saute, you got to saute all that. And then also I saute the habanero with that, right? So all that shit together, I can taste it. It's delicious. I love my lasagna. It's the best I've ever had. And, uh, you know, I couldn't taste it. When, and then I got COVID and I'm like, this is, this is happening again. So I, I stopped at Starbucks on the way over there, you know, kind of like, man, am I, am I sure I should even go? You know, like I, I might have COVID again. And um, I get my, I get a, this is my dumb ass drink. I like it though. I like this. No, it's not dumb. I'm going to defend this drink. This is a great drink. You better try this too if you don't like it already. It's a peppermint mocha. All right. Uh, get, get, but they sweeten it too much. So get two and two pumps, um, of the mocha and the peppermint, just two each. You don't need four on the, the medium or the grande, whatever. Yeah, that's the medium, right? Uh, so get two and two peppermint mocha, whipped cream, delicious to me. And I couldn't taste that either, man. It felt like I was drinking warm water. I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I have it again. I have it again. And uh, I started freaking out, and I went and got a COVID test. Negative. Negative. I don't have COVID. So, but shit, that was scary. But now, like, now I'm scared again, you know, because, like, as I'm, like, driving, like, over to my cousin's house, like, drinking, like, this, what seems like warm water out of a Starbucks cup, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. I, I'm like reliving those three weeks I had to, I had to live with COVID and I just, oh man, like I, I felt like overwhelmed with, with fear to have to go through that again, you know, and I just broke down in prayer and just, you know, God answered it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't have COVID, but now I'm re-scared again. So like, dude, this this is the worst time. This is the worst time for like a lot of people. Um, but just like to try to be a comedian, it's it's weird, man. Like, I'm just I'm just kind of stuck. But I can't complain. I'm, I'm alive. I'm healthy, and I'm bench pressing, so I'm cool. Um, What's today? Today's the 17th of December, and I haven't done shit for Christmas shopping yet. I can't afford it right now, man. I, I haven't been working. I haven't been wanting to go outside, and then um, my NFTs, dude, my money's locked up in there, like literally. So there's this one project where I put most of my money. It's called Vivi, and it's good. Like, it's they, they have dope, dope NFTs. Like, I caught a Mickey Mouse on a drop for like 333 bucks and I, I flipped it for eight grand in gems, which is supposed to be dollars when we can cash out, but we can't cash out yet. So they've been promising us that and I don't think they're gonna let us do it before Christmas. 
So, <laughs> oh man, it's a good thing I don't have kids. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for people's gifts, man. I'm going to have to give them high fives. Not even, I can't do that because it's like COVID. So, I don't know. What I'll probably do is like drive around and like see what I can find. Not in stores. Like, you know, somebody, you know, if there's a loose basketball, you know, I'll pick that up, throw it in the trunk. All right, cool. This is for Rick. Uh, you know, somebody has like a free couch. I have a Civic. I can't even pick up the free couch. I'd probably just have to tell my family where it's at, where the gift is. Go get it. There's a free couch here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's this one game that might save my ass. This one NFT game. Uh, it's called Spacecraft X. And it's it's so stupid. It's just a click, uh, click-to-play mind game. Not mind, but mining. Like, so it, they, they call it mining, like you're, you're, like you're mining gold, right? Um, but you don't mine. You just you click the screen, you click the button, and then like it gives you a certain amount, depending on how many NFTs you have of that thing. And um, I got a few, man. So like right now, it's at the moment, at the moment, it's giving me about anywhere between 80 to 120 bucks a day. So if that stays like that, I'm cool. I can get some people some gifts. Um, but here's the thing: these these games like that, they they can be like that, and like cool, they can be like 200 bucks a day, like on average, for a little while, and then and then it just tanks, and then all of a sudden it goes to like 30 or or, or 10, you know. Typically, not it doesn't drop that hard, but right now I don't know if you guys noticed, but crypto's been kind of shitty. So it could, it could. People might just be pulling all their money out to go Christmas shopping. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they're going to get some horrible presents, man. I'm going to be smiling when I'm giving them to them because out of embarrassment and kind of laughing at them a little bit, too. Because <laughs> they're not getting very much. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Um... Yeah, for the most part, this this is a lot of what being a comic is. You know, just being, like, trying to figure out, like, where you're going to get money. You know, until you make it. You know, until you, you're making, like, a... Uh, until you're an established headliner, which I'm not. You know, um, I, got, I got some people that will headline me. Not really. You know, just, like, bar shows that pay, like, 50 bucks. Um, I'm typically a middle act, which is a break-even gig um yeah like so what am i doing i'm doing like laughs in tucson they're, they're giving me like i don't know a few hundred bucks and then like after so i'll walk home with like a hundred bucks you know what i mean like you can't live off of being a feature act so you just that's it man like it's you make no money forever and then it's like that so but i, I don't care i like doing comedy just because I like making people laugh. So if it just always stays for the rest of my life, um, the 30 people that are in front of me, man, then so be it. That's fine. Then I'll make their lives a little bit better and um, relieve them for however long I am on stage of their thoughts of this tough-ass place to live.
So I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Um, as far as getting money, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I've always gotten a lot. I just never keep it. So, uh, but yeah, it's just funny to me that I happen to have no money at the time of Christmas. And it's funny because I have no kids. Like, if I had kids, it'd be sad. But, like, just, like, my friends and family, I don't give a shit. Like, all right, yeah, you guys get ripped off this year. Uh, when I, and when I have money, I give it to them. So, no guilt here. It's just going to be a good time. Uh, and I think that's it, guys. That's going to be the end of episode 10. Uh, thanks for sticking with me, guys. Thanks for the early support. And I'll see you in the next one. Thanks. Bye.